Welcome to From the Factory Floor, the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Carter with you tonight. We have a story of a little horse, a big horse, and a horse that we can't see because it threw its rider. So sit back, relax, and surprise, surprise, we're talking about Jose Mourinho. It's time for From the Factory Floor. Well, uh, we're hoping Barry's going to show up, but you know what? I've got all that I need right here. Visiting us from the, uh, from the, from the heartland of America, from beautiful Cleveland, is Zach Wassink. Hello, Zach. You guys are actually going to have more snow than us. This is weird to see it on, on the news. Yeah. You're going to get killed, and we got nothing. No, apparently it's still not definite. So I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, you know, the problem is we haven't had any, really haven't had any snow this year. I don't want to jinx it, but... Um, right. And listen, there's one other thing before... i got to get off my chest. Um, I, everybody knows I'm not a Trump guy I for a lot of reasons, and I'm, I'm just not a Trump guy. But really, is there is there any reason to bring Rosie O'Donnell into this? Well, it, uh, it's the to troll. That's yeah. the only reason, right? Yeah. That, that's it. But she's trolling all of us, man. There's just nothing good can come out of that. I mean, anybody. I, is it real? Is it actually happening? Or did no, she just, no, no, I think no, she, no. She just offered. She just offered. I, to, you know. I mean, I maybe it'll be good. I'm a, I mean, I'm not Trump guy either, but I'm not Rosie O'Donnell guy either. So what the hell? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> give it a shot. I mean, that's a fight. That's a fight. I'd love to see go to the death for both of them. You know? Oh, like, dude. Oh, like uh, in um, what is it? The Dark Knight Returns, where the Joker breaks the pull cue and makes the two guys yeah. fight it out yeah. over who gets to stay. <laughs> hey, whatever happens, you two go at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um, but no better times, my friend, than what is happening with your Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, again, nothing. I, I know. Look, I know that it's the, the the cracks are there, but they just keep rolling along. They just keep rolling along. Did you watch that game last Saturday? No, I did not. My God in heaven, was it dull? Oh boy, it, I haven't seen Spurs play this boring of a match. Uh, with you know the kind of their fluid attacking football and against Middlesbrough, you're kind of hoping that maybe you'll get an exciting performance before before playing Liverpool in the 12:30 slot. But nope, it was a penalty and that was it. And boy, that first half was just dreadful. It, I'm glad I actually went out. Uh, some of the Cleveland Spurs and members of the Detroit Spurs uh, drove up. I think just to spend the day, and that was really really cool there were about 30 40 people which you know cleveland not bad but boy was it a bad game (laughs) i'll take it you know wins a win take three points and get the hell out listen look at look at particularly the last few seasons you know that's when you start winning not just ugly you know winning ugly is almost the first step winning boring is is almost the the peak you know would you just (laughs) man like your players just it's the goal becomes winning and that's it. And that's, you know, again, we'll get to Arsenal, but that's part of the Arsenal problem is that's never the goal is to just win. Um, you know, and the other thing is that, uh, well, about a week ago, the Guardian came out with the story of the teams that rely most on one player. Um, you know, and like Gilfie Sigurdsson, who I still don't understand why you guys let him go, but Gilfie Sigurdsson fifty percent of uh, three three new managers and yeah, I guess. four technically and that's that'll do it. Um, but he scores fifty percent of Swansea's goals, um, and despite what anybody says, Laton scores over fifty one percent of Manchester United's goals. You don't have that problem, and you know this is a team that is has historically, at least historically in the last ten to twelve years, always relied on one player, and. You know, yeah, with, for with sure. the occasional exception, but not for a full season. I mean, I'm talking with the occasional exception for a few months. And now you guys are really spreading the load around. Well, I mean, it's it's nice to see uh, when Erickson was down earlier in the season and a lot of people were, were sort of wondering, you know, does he have eyes for a Champions League club or, or whatever was the problem? You had Deli Alley there to kind of pick up the slack. You know, Harry Kane is a striker by nature. He's streaky. Just it is what it is. But it's nice. You know, we've never had that second striker probably in the last 10 to 12 years. 
you've always had that one guy, whether we were taking Jermaine Defoe for granted or, you know, those whatever it was, four months that Adebayor decided he actually wanted to play. And now you've got a lot more, you know, it's funny because I do think depth is still the problem, but you've got a lot more depth in the 11 than I think you've seen with this team, even last year. Yeah, And, you know, this team without Moussa Dembele, man, I, I talk about guys I take for granted. Every time I'm able to see Tottenham with him, and then without him, I'm just reminded how special of a playmaker he can be as it pertains to doing gritty, dirty stuff, holding the ball up, not surrendering possession in the final third. Just little things that, okay, maybe they don't make a goal, but they're there. And if you watch it carefully, you know, he's not going to show up in the box score, nothing like that. But guy's such an important player for Spurs. Yeah. Um, we do have to go back to the Sunderland result um, because that also shows the kind of the darker side. But even there, you know, you didn't you didn't lose. <laughs> it's uh, no, it that was what was this a Wednesday game, Tuesday, Tuesday game, one of Tuesday those. Game. Yeah, like I, it was kind of what I expected. You know, I mean, what what was the Arsenal? Arsenal disappointed that same day, right? Or yeah, Wednesday Watford. was it? They yeah, that's right. So. It's so hard to rate those games. You know, I, I compare them to the Thursday night NFL football games. How do you rate it? You know, and the Giants got looked horrible against the Philadelphia Eagles on December 22nd. I didn't go, well, they're in big trouble for the playoffs. It's, they played three days ago. I hate those midweek games. I know they happen. And, you know, you win a cup tie or if you're playing in Europe or whatever, they're unavoidable and I understand it. But I can't, I don't like to slag a team off because they didn't show up on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Um... It is starting to look. I don't want to jinx it for you. I mean, I do, but I don't. It is <laughs> starting to liar. look like it is starting to look like you guys are certainly the uh, you know going to be in the driver's seat for for a second, third for a, you know the remainder of the season. Um, you have a couple of good uh, you have a couple of good fixtures coming up uh, once you get past Liverpool. Uh, you do have the Europa League. Who who are you against? Ghent. Ghent. Yeah. yeah. I don't have no. I mean, if you're gonna ask me, to, I have no thoughts on that, man. No, listen. It's 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 Thursday night football. I I mean, I look. I Barry doesn't agree with me on this, and I have said this before. I, I think a lot of it is I'm an American sports fan, and I believe very much so in the big prizes. I know second place doesn't bring a trophy, and Europa League does. But if I had to pick between the two, give me the second place and. Give me the Harry Redknapp phone-in squad for the Europa League because I just don't care. And I don't care if that makes me a bad supporter. I just don't no, care. I'm, I'm tired, tired of pretending that I do. We're, we got to be better than Europa League at this point. We just do. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. I mean, because in a sense, also finishing above Arsenal solves a lot of, you know, listen, people forget... Chelsea, other than the the result earlier this season, Chelsea's owned us for years now, and they forget we we own them forever, forever. Even when they started getting good, we still had that over them for a few years, and you know once you once you make that go away, it changes the entire mentality of the team and it changes the well, entire ethos. And look at uh, the best example I can come up with for Tottenham with that is United. United owned Spurs since 1989, from 1989 to the day before, till a few years ago. Now it's not; it doesn't even generate a headline when we win at Old Trafford. Right. And I know this isn't your dad's United, and I'm not pretending, but still, it it, it felt. You know, I remember that match to this day. I remember Vias Boas losing it. After the third goal and Dempsey scoring to kind of, you know, United bringing it back and thinking, oh, God, here's where they fall apart and they don't. You remember that sort of thing. And I wonder now, a year later, if Pochettino probably won't admit it, but if he understands that finishing second means more than being the runner up in the league. And yeah, we care. I, and maybe it's silly to want to maybe finishing third and having the Champions League should be enough. But how many times are you going to do that? You know, I, I want to finish ahead of Arsenal. I do. It's petty and it's silly, but 
it's football. And that's the point of all of this. And I, I do hope that he maybe has a different approach because, you know, we talked about this last when the manager comes out and says, I don't care about this objective, players don't either. Right. It's, uh, I think the interesting thing for me has always been, as, an, as you say, as an American sports fan, one of the appeals of the Premier League or, or, or European football, as opposed to sports here, which Americans hate, is there's no playoff system. Whoever did the best. And... So and that's why I value the league above and beyond everything else because that's the better that's the best indication of who's the better side. You know, it's like at the end of the day you, we can argue over the last game of the season if it goes your way, it doesn't go your way, but you could always say, well, you had a you had an entire season to get three extra points on us. It's anybody can win on any day against any other team when you have this playoff system even the champions league group system you know somebody has one good match against the top team or the second best team and all of a sudden it changes the equilibrium the league the league is a marathon and the league shows you who where the quality is and arsenal fans will have to shut up forever i mean we'll, we'll of course we get to say you know oh you for 50 years or whatever it was but that's it. It's what have you done for me lately? Well, lately we finished above you. And again, I don't want to jinx you. I don't want to. But, right. But well, at this point, hey, you're looking to, like the. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, to go one further, look at Leicester. Who cares what they do? And anything else right now? They are what? Two points from, from the relegation zone? What a disaster that would be. Not only is that a disaster for them, I think it's a disaster for English football because it puts that big spotlight that it was complete trash last year and that last year was, I'm sorry to say, a joke. And Tottenham and Arsenal should be absolutely ashamed that neither one of those teams yeah. won the league last year. Yeah. Absolutely ashamed. It was pathetic. Uh, it is an, that's an interesting interpretation. And you're, you, you kind of... It's hard to argue with it. It really is hard to argue with it. Um, I mean, look, I look at the league right now. You've got Chelsea on 59 points. No one thinks this is a fluke. You right. might not have thought they were going to be here. I didn't think they'd be here a year into it, but you've got one of the best managers in the world who will get his players to love him for long enough to win, and then he'll get rid of them, but that's a whole other conversation. Right. They are far and away the best team in the country they are going to be worthy champions it's not a sexy headline but you want to put you know talk about a playoff system and an imaginary simulation you have last year's Leicester play this year's Chelsea 100 times who wins 75 uh. Leicester come on I don't mean any disrespect to Leicester and their supporters and their magical run last year but come on let's be real no, I mean, it, look, it was they knew it was a a, a, a storybook kind of a an effort, right. and uh, but yeah, no, this is bad, and well, let I mean, but but you brought up Chelsea. I, I it, let's let's we might as well we might as well dive deep into this Just... nightmare. <laughs> um, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Alonso's taking out Hector Bellerin. Absolutely, 100%, million times, watch it full-time, fast, watch it slow motion, not, never, never will be a penalty. Right? No, I agree with you. I mean, I, I... It, was, it was the most innocuous, they were, I mean, and, and he didn't even swing his arm, really. I mean, he really right. almost didn't even swing, it was, that was his body, um... You know, Barry's not here to, to dispute me, but I really don't know. Any, I don't know how anybody could be going on about. Um, I don't know how anybody could be going are on they, about. Are they, are people are really that upset about it? No, 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 no. There was a small segment. You know, the same people who do Arsenal Arsenal fan TV or that that. Fucking, oh well, that I mean, embarrassing come on. nightmare. On, that's. I was gonna say that's not a you know. Yeah, no, that is like. I didn't even really. Truth be told, I didn't even really think about it all that much because, it was to me just such a, unimportant moment, of of the game. I, look, I, I really think the big story, 
of that is Chelsea just announced to the league, this is ours, you're not taking it, we're too good, we're, our, when our attack is on, you ain't stopping us, I don't care what you do, I don't care what tactic you change at halftime, it don't matter. We're going to find the back of the net. We're going to score on a counter if we have to. And that's going to be it. And so score in the 90th minute. Who cares? Go ahead. Because we're going to be up 2-0 and 3-0. And it can yeah. be Arsenal. It can be Tottenham. It can be City. I don't care. They're they're winning the league, and it is what it is. You know, it's funny. Arsenal, Arsenal all over the place, as they do. Uh, it's about that time of year. You know, it's a little, little bit early, but good for them. Uh, it, it was interesting in the sense that... Arsenal were never going to win that match. The way that they were playing, the way that they came in, the way that they hung their heads, they were never going to win. On, and on the other side, no matter what team was facing off against them, Chelsea was never going to lose. This is a team that, as much as I hate some Chelsea fans, this is a team that when they get, when they get behind and they're proud of this team, I can't argue with them. You know, this is a team that plays uh, with with more sportsmanship than most every other team in the Premier League. They have a manager that you got to just respect. Um, and, you know, it's like there's no drama mamas in, in this side. And strangely, it's essentially the same team that were basically throwing their, their toys out of the pram with Jose Mourinho. So We talked yes, about it when they hired Conte, though. Yeah, he, Conte's not putting up with this crap. I mean, it was that simple. Mourinho... Mourinho will get you the headlines. Conti will get you wins. Um, it, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, a perfect, perfect uh, person, I think, for that group. But and, and look at look over at United. What's going on? You know, to this day, you've got. Uh, gosh, I can't remember who it was who recently wrote. A, it was actually a pretty decent piece about Paul Pogba, and how. Mourinho doesn't know um, what he's got. He doesn't. It, it, yes, he's Pogba's tactically immature, but a player with that athleticism and that build to not know when to make a run, to not know who to mark. He's 23. This isn't an 18 year old anymore. And yeah, it's, look, it's a year in, so I'm not going to judge a transfer this early, but guys, I mean. You got Zlatan scoring goals left and right, and you're sixth in the table. Uh, yeah. What, what's what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference from a year ago, really? Except that you have hope that maybe Mourinho's second year will be better than the first. That's it. That's what you're banking well, and, on. Right and now. that's and the problem is the problem is that you know, and Jason Solovsky always brings up some very he brings he, he brings statistics, and you know, Pogba is having. His stats are great. His stats are as good as they've ever been for him. And Zlatan is having a great year. And, and United are having a great year. And they are starting to look like... They are starting to look not just like the form team, but also the team that's the most fun to watch aside from Chelsea. And yet, there's still this undercurrent of... And this is why I kind of... I, I admit that I'm wrong that Mourinho hasn't completely lost his touch. But I won't admit that Mourinho is, was not the right manager for United, and we're still seeing it. And I, I'll, th- th- my proof is in, is in Anthony Martial. Look, maybe Martial is a bust. Maybe Martial has gone off the boil. But, what we, but we also know that Jose Mourinho has a long history of not helping young players come along. Mm-hmm. He's known for kind of stopping young players' careers in their tracks. And you got a guy who had, he's got it. It's not like the league suddenly figured him out. So, and maybe his attitude is bad, but it doesn't seem that way. You know, he plays him in the FA Cup and he performed. What is, you know, in this weird kind of man management this, that he does, this weird kind of Bobby Valentine, I keep bringing up Bobby Valentine, but this weird kind of, you know, I'm a psychologist. No, you're fucking not. You're not. You're not at the stop. You're not this great thinker of, of, of a molder of men. That is not his, what he brings to the table. And you, you already get the feeling that the rumors are already starting. There's a lot of time is looking for his next team. And again, I, they're rumors. But 
It's he's looking uh, to get paid. Like, come on. At this, at, what is he, 37? He's going to come here and, yeah, he's a mercenary. He's been this his entire career. That's not uh, – did United – uh, they can um, activate the option for next season all they want. MLS comes calling with a record at league transfer fee for a guy at that age who's going to come here, and we've talked about it before, he's going to score a lot of goals in the U.S. and yep. for L.A. or a yep. New York team, and it's going to be great, and we're going to all you know, have puppies together as we <laughs> talk about it on the MLS podcast. But let's be honest. It, this is – it's not surprising. He's literally done this his entire career. And remember, it's great he's going to score these league goals, but when you get back into Europe, he's going to disappear because he always does. And it and it's just gonna leave that it's just gonna leave that that terrible taste in the mouth with the that he always he always leaves that bad taste in your mouth that it's just like he doesn't care and for United supporters the problem is United supporters want to see Cantona in every one of their this style of player you know there's there's the the there's the the Neville brothers type of player and then there's the the Cantona type player and and the United fans have a history of loving both those types of players um you know, uh, skulls you know there's there's a good one and they want Zlatan to be Cantona he's not um he no. certainly doesn't have the charisma and he's way too far on the other side of his career. And like you say, he will leave. He will leave in a moment's notice. He won't bat an eye. It's like he'd leave you know, tomorrow. He would leave yeah. literally tomorrow if he was somehow able to organize a move. If it made him more money. And by the way, I know that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Dude, go get paid. This is it. This is your last big paycheck unless you're going to China. And maybe you're going to China in the summer, Carl. Oh, I know. But go get paid. Because if the, I'd rather him be him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather it be that we understand this is not somebody who's chasing trophies. He's chasing, he's chasing the final big paydays. Great. That's great. I hope the Red Bulls give it to you. Hey, Barry. I'm holding my line. breath. Hi, Barry. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um. So yeah, we. I was cutting we're, we're a promo having, on Zlatan Bear. Sorry. We're having a, we're having a, a rambling conversation about uh, we've covered. Well, let's see. Well, like I said, rambling conversation. Um, <laughs> but we haven't really. We haven't. You're just in time. We haven't really hit on the wonder that is Arsenal. We got to get Barry's take on the penalty shot. The oh, penalty on, the, on Bellerin. Yeah, that, that's like what we were waiting for. There were three people who thought it was a penalty. See, Lonzo's, there you go. Uh, t- taking out uh, Bellerin. How can it be a penalty? It was at the other end. Or not a penalty. Uh, There's a, a free uh, kick not, going the other a, way, you mean? A, a, yeah, a foul. I meant... Nah, I'm, a foul. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it, yeah, I mean, it looked, to me, it looked like a foul. I, I, it's one of those weird things, but... At the same time, in the grand scheme of things, we weren't up for that game. And that's that's the worst bit. You know, we've had it before where players have been taken out or whatever. Well, that's fine. You get on with it. Um, uh, I, I think the big problem there is that uh, we haven't got on with it. And and the players, that, that didn't seem to be a team that went out there it was a collection of players that day and it played against a team and we saw what happened yeah. I don't know whether every and maybe everyone's biorhythms all collectively <laughs> were at their nadir and you know we just were having one of those really collective crap days but we seem to have a lot of collective crap days when the chips are down and we've got an opportunity to really put some pressure on you know we're very good at leading the, uh, the, the league said that clearly uh, Wenger was very displeased with several players. Uh, he he mentioned Theo, um, uh, Cockland, a couple of mm. others. But he and then he basically went on to say, he was probably the whole team, but w- with the exception of Alex Oxley Chamberlain, 
the the, the entire team just uh, oh and Ozil, um, which I was surprised by. Um, is he leaving? You well, think the, 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 the you know personally, no. I don't mind if he does leave. <laughs> okay, I was I was wondering no, about me, that. Me neither. You know, I, no, I mean, me I, he is a very very classy player, but I think I said it when he came on board. Unless he works hard, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, class players don't need to work hard; they just do the the creative bit and whatever." But the fact is, these de- this day and age, if, if you if you've got a class player who isn't working in this modern game, that means you're down to ten men, particularly defensively. Um, it means you're down to ten men. You 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 know you've got to have. That's why someone like N'Golo Kante would have been ideal for us because he runs around like two men. So, you know, that's why Leicester have got a problem right now because Mares is one of those Ozil-type players. He's wonderful. He drifts in and out of the games. He does what he wants when he wants. But you need someone covering for that. You need someone high energy, uh, ultra high energy. The likes of... It's noticeable when Elneny or Xhaka uh, are in there, then, um, you know... Ozil has a bit more coverage. It doesn't matter if he only trots back or he does his standing in one place with his hands slightly, as, uh, uh, you know, slightly is is sort of standing slightly akimbo, and that's his idea of blocking off. If he if he's not up for it, if he's up for it, he's up there with the best of them. You know, he runs back and forth, he'd, but he's got to be really in the mood, um, and and that's that's the, you know that's the problem. He's he, we need players who are always in the mood. That's why I like. Cazorla more than Ozil because Cazorla is sitting back there and most of the time he is energetic and he and at the same time he has got those passing skills. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's we've really missed. But we, I was just we, disappointed. We, say, we really missed Cazorla. Mm. We missed Cazorla I mean, more have, than any, and, what and, happened against Watford. Oh mm. yeah. Well, it's like it's like you know. There's the question of who's the most important player on the team. And everybody, you know, you always get the argument, is it Ozil, is it a Sanchez? Uh, no, the most important player on the team is Koscielny. Um, yeah. The thing the is, if they were going to do rotation, the teams, and this is the first time... This is the first time we've really talked about it, I think, since since that, um, since that the Watford match as well. And we had the Southampton game. Yeah. We were superb. Well, fine. Okay, you rotated. At that point, those people you rotated did a good job. So why not keep them in? At least for the Watford game, because Watford are no better standard than Southampton, you know. And then bring one or two players on as you know half-time subs or whatever, or you know. But but they didn't. It's just, uh, and he, I don't think Wenger's really figured it out in terms of what style he wants to do. Okay, fine, we want to do the passing game, but problem is passing game is only good with pace, pace of pass, pace of players going beyond. And going to play Giroud, well, fine. Then you need to have pacey wingers that get in there, not Gabriel, who can't cross the ball for Toffee. You know, um, Coquelin is good alongside someone else. If um, you know, who was it? I don't even remember who is alongside this week in the midfield. Um, Didn't matter. I mean, yeah. Well, someone likened it. Who was it on on Ask Blog? I think Gunner Blog on uh, Ask Cast Extra actually mentioned said it was like. Um, uh, someone trying to uh, a, a golfer, a drunken golfer, trying to jump into a runaway buggy. <laughs> His attempt to stop Eden Hazard. You know why didn't he just do a you know a oh, grab God, his shirt yes. and just or horse collar him? You know the NFL have outlawed horse collaring, but uh, Premier League hasn't. You only get a yellow card for it. Um, you know he could have done that. Could have ripped the shirt off his back. Yeah, but it, yeah. it, it, it gave me very bad flashbacks. Actually, I, I, I got flashbacks to when I saw Ryan Giggs score a goal against us. That 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 one that gets played all the time on FA Cup summaries, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was saying the same thing: break his legs, rub your tattle in. Worst comes to worst, just grab his shirt. You know, grab yeah. his shirt, stick your feet in, start doing tug of war. And what's the worst you're going to do? If you're worried about the Xhaka, you kick his legs out of the way thing and get a red card. Well, fine. Pull his shirt. He only gave a yellow. No. It's just... Instead, he's How long are you guys going to be without Beller right now? I don't know. He's not rushing him back, is he? 
I, I don't know. I mean, no. I, the only, the only, no. the only I don't, positive I don't know that thing. How long we're going to be without him? No. The only okay. positive thing about it is that they took him off straight away. Yeah. The only positive thing I can find out about that match, you know, uh, about an Oxlade Chamberlain, which, <laughs> you know, maybe Oxlade Chamberlain. You see there, there you got pace, and you got some passing ability based on the Southampton game. So maybe they should have him in there. Yeah, uh, yeah there he's, he's not uh -huh. had a great season, but let's give him, hey, screw it, let's give him a run out. Well, uh, he's still giving it a try. So. We've got Hull next. Was they that look Hull? Great. Hull have had a little transformation there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the guy's yep. given them a system. He's, uh, he's definitely, you know, he's doing an Allardyce. That's how I... You know, that's all I can say is he's doing an Allardyce to them. Um, and it seems that Allardyce well, has just actually goes been to unable to. What a lot of people... Yeah, he finally lost his touch. But, but Marco Silva, it, it it goes to show that Hull were kind of on the right path there. But they just kind of needed someone to uh, do something. But he's... I mean, he's putting in his his resume right now for a lot of jobs that are not Hull. Um, what he's done with them mm -hmm. are pretty impressive, and Arsenal better be damn careful. Um, oh yeah. Well, I think now, Arsenal luckily have to for win Arsenal, out through the rest luckily of the for season. Arsenal, to what? To 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 stay in the top four or to stay to in the top four to have stay in the top four. Yeah. For Wenger to even be considered for any renewal of contract, um, for any of the naysayers in the Arsenal camp or the discontents to uh, even think that we've had remotely a good season. Well, they, already, on... they just offered him a new contract, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, but that's... So here's the thing. Yeah, though. he's that's, got a contract. He's got, apparently club. got a contract on the table. Yeah, for another two years. I mean, the Arsenal <laughs> club themselves are probably... Arsenal, the club, the hierarchy. I mean, there's no one in there. They're all very disconnected from the day-to-day -day football. And if they had to replace him, they'd have to build a whole new team, which none of them has ever been involved in. You know? It's not even like... Uh, it's the equivalent of Manchester United when Fergie went, and all the same time Edward Woodward went. Was it Edward? No, not um, who left? Not Woodward. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, wasn't. It? Was it Woodward? Yeah, I it was who that. got replaced? No, oh, Woodward um, replaced him. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ended up at Chelsea in the end, didn't he? Hold on, I'm googling. <laughs> Oh, I can't remember. Um, Where's Jason when you need him? Hold on. Where's the boardroom? Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm not uh, googling. I'm not gonna David lie. Gill. <laughs> David Gill. That was it. Yeah. David Gill. Yeah. David Gill left, um, and they've had to re. That's part of the problem uh, they've had at Manu is that whole rebuilding basis. Of their back room as well. So the good news for Arsenal, of course, is that um, they have <laughs> have Liverpool behind them. So um, you know they they between Liverpool and uh, unfortunately not United, um, but Liverpool. Are we? Su I'm surprised. People are saying they're not surprised by this. I'm surprised. I thought Klopp had put together a good side. He had them playing according to his system, but. They don't seem to have um, a second gear. You know, they don't have somewhere to go when things aren't working, and they're starting to look. They're starting to look pretty bad. Goal score. Is it a winter swoon though? I mean, it happens. It happens. You know, not middle of the not middle of the table, not top three. It's kind of happens sometimes. January, February, after the festive season. Normally, it's. Right over here in Tottenhamville, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> but, you know, if there's ever a chance for them to find that uh, goal-scoring form, it'll be on Saturday because you just know it. They haven't won in what? When was the last time they won? Yeah, I'm looking back on Liverpool won 
in the FA Cup back in the middle of January, but they've been a disaster in the league since the start of the new year. Barry pointed it out. I, I don't know. You know, it. it look, where where are they? They're still, they're still right in that group of teams. Any one of them can finish second, and you're literally talking a couple of results. It, you know, you got to take Chelsea out of the equation. It looks bad. What are they? Thirteen points back. Well, we're all going to be eating dust at the end of April mm-hmm. by the time it rolls around. If you compare Liverpool with Tottenham even, they have two more losses. That's it. So, yeah, it's a swoon right now. You get a big win at home against second team in the table, and your life's looking a lot better. Yeah. Well, well basically, you, you, were, you know, if it, if it was just – if it was that top from two to six – this would be an interesting fight. For yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Just the oh, same as the bottom. could make things interesting, is, yeah. Yeah, the, the bottom end of the table is actually very interesting because the, the gap is opening up at, I think it's uh, 14th or 15th. There's, there's a, it's 26 to 21, but there's four or five teams on 21 and 19. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, anybody from Sunderland... Yeah. Burrow yeah. could go down. Yeah, and and frankly, the way Bournemouth is Bournemouth's results have have been coming. They they haven't been really putting together any wins at all. Um, yeah. You know, United. We haven't really talked about United all that much, but um, you know, we have to remember that United are on three losses for this season. Right. And now, again, we Barry, we already kind of went down the the Mourinho road, but that yeah. is a sign. That Mourinho is doing his job. That is also a sign that Mourinho is doing a Mourinho, which is he's making them good, he's getting them results, but if you are what you say you are, you need to be getting wins and not draws yes. at the same time. Where he's taking this team from, you can also make the claim, well, you know what? Last Stiffening ten games, the back there's line no up little first. Red, there's yeah. no little yeah. you know, there's no red rectangles in there in their mm. last ten matches, so um, he's got to mm-hmm. be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, because he starts building them up, and they're going through, winning some, drawing some, but not losing. They start feeling good about themselves, and if they're not, you know, he, it's his standard little horse, big horse plan. This year, the little horse. Next year, it'll be the big horse. And third year, no rider because yes, fell off at the first fence. <laughs> But, um, um, you know, as far as Man United is is concerned, they're fine. The Liverpool, the problems that Liverpool have got, they, all their strikers are misfiring in one go. You know, Sturridge is Sturridge has always blown hot and cold. Whether he could f- keep fit, I think Klopp is realizing he's not actually worth the trouble. Um, yeah, you saw it. Mane was on a hot streak, but then he went off to the Africa Cup of Nations, and that's where a lot of their problems started from. Because Mane disappeared at the beginning of the year for the Africa Cup of Nations, um, and then you know the rest. Firmino, yes, Firmino, not Firmino, as some blooming uh, commentators have been calling him. Firmino <laughs> was, you know, on a bit of a hot streak. But you need three or four good strikers, ideally, you know, to 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 keep things going. We'll show you, Barry. We can never have three good strikers. <laughs> and and that's been part of the problem, you know. Yeah. You know, you, you need two good scoring machines, let's put it that way. Because all told, if you look at the last few years, it's been about 65 to 70 goals minimum that's won the league. I believe. Somewhere of that well, order. It's... Uh... Yeah, and, 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 you know, this Liverpool team is looking incredibly disjointed. They're, mm. They haven't, I think what they tricked everybody is it looked like he had built a squad, but he hasn't. He really hasn't built a squad. And there are, and the bigger problem is, despite Klopp being there, they've made some Liverpool buys. You know, some guys who look good until you bring them, you know, are, you know the Charlie Adams. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an upgrade to the Charlie Adams. But that was a Brendan thing, but... Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying it's, I, it's that yeah. historically Liverpool, one good season, let's buy them. Um, they dug a little deeper, but 
they're they're turning out to be some of these players. Well, they, their scouting who... is not necessarily the best at the moment. But then again, you have to say, how many good people? You, you look at all the teams that have got the resources now. Before we even get to China, yeah, and and let's take a very parochial look at it. You've got probably a minimum of six or eight really big money teams in the Premier League. And then you've still got some like Southampton, West Brom, if they have a good year, Stoke, etc. You know, the mid-table teams as well are not that badly off. Then on top of that, you go to other other leagues. You've got, you know, Bayern Munich, you've got uh, and then PSG, and then you've got... Um, you know, some very storied Italian names in there as well. Um, and then you've got the Spanish two, three, maybe four, plus, you know, a couple of others like the likes of Sporting Lisbon, etc. Um, you know, even some of the, the uh, Dutch clubs as well. They're all looking for these players and they're all plugged into similar stats. You know, these stats are uh, very much available to everyone now. So it's it's... Unearthing the gems, you know, sometimes they are going to look really good in their stats or within their league, but there's got to be another way of differentiating it, not just the stats now. And sometimes they leave and they go on to other things, and you look at them and go, well, why did they ever leave them? Because let them go because they were that good. Um, you know, I'm trying remember to think when John Henry came it? Lewis Holtby? I was listening to a match the other day with Lewis Holtby. He's at Hamburg. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you yeah. look at it now and you think, you know, yeah. not doing too badly. And you think, hmm, wouldn't, it wouldn't be bad as a backup to give extra depth to the Tottenham thing. But when he was at Tottenham, he just didn't seem to fit in. Well, we talked about that earlier, though. It, it, turnover. You yeah. went, you know, Harry to Andre to yeah. Dim Tim. And <laughs> you didn't know who was making the calls. Up was down. And you had all these... You know, the Magnificent Seven that were brought in when they sold Gareth Bale. Mm. Uh, it was all names. And the one mm. thing that Pochettino has done so well is build a squad. Now you need some help still in the terms of when guys go down, particularly in defense. But it's there. And mm. I think there's, there's two ways to do it. You can be Chelsea. You can be owned by a billionaire who will throw money when he needs to, and then sell a player to China for a ridiculous amount of money and reinvest, you can do that. Or you got to do it the way Spurs have done it under Pochettino. And I, what concerns me the most with that is I do wonder how long they're going to be able to keep them. And when they lose that, then what? Because you, you, Tottenham need that mentality. And I think Liverpool do too. Now, Liverpool have more money when you look at you know, advertising a worldwide sort of, you know, family base as a, as a company. Mm -hmm. I want to call it football club a company, but it is what it is. But they're not going to be Real Madrid. You're not buying uh, Pogba, for example. They're just not. It, it's not the way that they're built. And I do wonder what's Klopp's, what's, what's, what's Klopp's plan? You know what I mean? Like, where is he going? Mm. What's, if, you, if you could ask him, in 18 months, how do you win the league? What, how are you going to get from A to B? And I don't see it right now. If that mm. makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, the, the, one of the things to hold up the Arsenal thing is because, and back to the whole thing about Wenger, because he's been so ingrained for all this time and he's been involved in the restructuring of the academy and so on, there have been players who've come through from the academy. Whether it's been, you know, some of it is is luck. You know, Bellerin came in because we had an injury to Debushi a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. Uh, you know, Debushi has got to be one of the most unlucky players. You know, big money move to yeah. pick side. Crocs himself in the first four games or something like that, never back in. Um, got replaced by a young upstart who's absolutely brilliant. Coquelin, you know, despite his impression of, like I said, a you know, drunken golfer trying to get hold of the runaway <laughs> buggy, um, not mine. Not mine. I, I thought he looked more like one of those people that have left the handbrake off their car trying to dive back through the window, but same thing. Um, they, he, um, you know, he came through at the right time, and he was 
you know, it's all about whether or not that first 11, because you've got to remember, there are only 11 people who can be on the pitch at one time. There's 26 in the squad. And then on top of that, you've got at least three or four youth teams going down from under 21 to under 18, under 17. And, you know, if, you, if you're looking at 16-year-olds with potential, bringing them on, that sort of thing, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of people, I think, Chelsea, for instance, 120-something players on their books. Arsenal, probably not much much less than that. I mean, we just paid, what was it, £40,000 for a... I can't even remember what his name is, but it's a, a, the left-back from a non-league team, something like that. So, yeah. It's tough to find and the players that they need. For what? I think you're going to be fine. Like I genuinely, I, I mean, for the foreseeable future, what are you? You're four. A uh, whole, whole really gonna outplay like they outplay Liverpool. I mean, honestly, they're gonna really do that at the Emirates. I mean, if they do, you got a big problem. Hmm. I just don't see it. I think you're. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, a if couple we, bad if results. Look, Hull, if it's... you're gonna have, now's the time. We've talked about this every season, at this time of year. If you're gonna have these this bad run and these bad results. You do it now, and you get them out of the way before March comes, because you got that March-April run, and that's where, that's what makes a difference yeah, we between do twelve games and, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, we did so it last. You want to get these now, yeah. now, get them out of the way, take care of Hall, get back on track. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, let's. We started talking about relegation, so here's the relegation uh, uh, occupants: uh, Sunderland at 19, Crystal Palace at 19, Hull at 20, Swansea at 21, Leicester at 21, Borough at 21, and then Bournemouth at 26 Palace? and up. Yeah. Uh, Palace is at 19th. Yeah. Uh, so, Bob Bradley, really? Really was Bob Bradley, wasn't it? <laughs> I'll be damned. You know, he didn't do uh, he didn't do any harm. He didn't do very much good. I don't he's not the he wasn't the problem. That team was a disaster. They you never think he, accepted you think he him. him. They up? never. No, they no, never they wanted never him. him the players, the players yeah. never gave him a chance in hell. That guy was a yeah. failed experiment from the very beginning. And I'm not look. I, maybe if he was given an opportunity by a club that didn't have American backing, right. we would have viewed it differently. But those players never respected him. It wasn't even a secret. They didn't. Well, Let's take the, the, the Tottenham example, the Tottenham parallel to that. Osiardiles. Yeah? If Osiardiles okay. hadn't come in with a World Cup winner's medal in his locker, mm. would Tottenham at that time have been as forgiving and whatever as him when he came on board? Yeah? Because he was one of the first overseas managers yeah. at that point. Yeah? Um. Was it oh, Ricky Villa? Which one? Ricky Villa also came over. I but. think it's di- I, I do. I think it's different with an American. Mm. I do. I well, think it is the, because the, the culture as well of football. The yeah. ingrained, you know, the, the the thing. Bob Bradley really needed to come in, not just with an MLS medal. He needed to, at the very least, a Concacaf gold medal, the the World Club, not World Club, the the Gold Cup or whatever they call it. You yeah, know, the Four Nations yeah. thing. Yeah, it is the gold yeah. cup. He needed that. Or, he needed, you know, World he, Cup semi-final a, a at the scalp. very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a real scalp yeah. World Cup. Just to, um, because he was the way, first one. He's the well, even the second one. I think the only way an American, an American, a Canadian, a Mexican, uh, you know, a, a a an American of you know South Central or North American manager is going to be accepted is if they take a championship team up i think that's the only was, way yep, they're gonna i agree you know well, that's, mm-hmm. then, then they could uh, do um, it I mean, well it has to come well actually i think i disagree with you slightly i think a north american manager okay i think a mexican manager maybe because they've got a culture of football yeah if it, it the thing is if it's perceived as to have a culture of football and frankly the United States of America is not seen as having a culture of football because you still call it soccer. <laughs> it's that sort of bridge. No, you're right. And, 
you know, and, and that's where they're, so that's, that's the uh, inertia that had to be overcome. And Bob Bradley is well-traveled. He's very articulate, very intelligent. He's, you know, done a lot, but I don't think he'd done enough to do it that way. He, he'd have been better off going to someone like Leeds or Brighton or, you know, Newcastle or whatever and, and working hard there. Because the championship, I think, is a little bit more forgiving as far as reputations are concerned and, uh, and that's exactly, a lot more that's... respectful of hardworking. You know, right. if we were the champ- and that's exactly championship it. podcast, we could really have a go at Newcastle right now. They're really screwing that up. Gosh. Yeah, they're, they're coming back up, and they're going to already sink themselves before they're back, for God's sake. <laughs> Sorry. I just it's- heard Newcastle. I was like, God almighty, this team. <laughs> Well, anyway. they're, they're still. I think they're still top despite. <laughs> in spite oh yeah, of no, top despite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as opposed to you know, Brighton and Leeds keep tripping over themselves and stuff. Yeah. And are Leeds, you know. are Leeds but then doing, again, uh, you know, Leeds uh, after think. after Huddersfield, I thought they um, didn't. They, didn't the Leeds Huddersfield that whole Gary Monk something kerfuffle? Hmm. Well, they'd lost Sorry. 2-1, I believe, to the Terriers, and then, so that's Huddersfield, and then yeah. Monk and, I can't remember who the other guy's name was, uh, Wagner or Bank, um, Wagner, uh, anyway, they're, yeah, they're, yeah he, it, they're both um, on an FA charge for um, handbags. Oh, and yeah, stuff. okay, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking <laughs> at, yeah, so Huddersfield passed them, Huddersfield are now, thanks yes. to the win, one point, one point ahead of them, but still, you know, mm-hmm. still in the playoff, all, 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 both of them still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Um, gentlemen? It's been a wide range of conversation, um, and I want to thank you. But it is <laughs> Normally, is when me and him get together. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is a good one. We didn't, we didn't do the. Now let's talk about Liverpool, and now let's talk. Yeah, yeah sorry, folks, I suck at this, yeah. but um, no, yeah. this is a good one, uh, gentlemen. Thank you very much, and uh, Zach, good luck, but not too much luck. And Barry, <laughs> thanks, man. Yes, uh, all the rest all of right, the luck uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, screw the both of you and your. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and have a beer on me, down. Zach. I won't be paid <laughs> for it. That's fine. That's the best kind. <laughs> Good night, gentlemen. All right. Night, take care. Bye.